The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the Real News Communications Network. Thinking out loud without a filter, this is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means. Welcome to One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means, and you are on the Real News Communications Network. It is happy hour, and I have a couple of friends in the house with me and another guest with us. Today, I am going to be talking about asshole parents in sports and in life. I have a couple great stories to share with you. And this shit really happens. I'm going to be talking about cross-pollination with a couple of my friends. We live in a small town, and there is a limited number of men for us to share. Third segment, I have with me the national executive partner, number one in the company, Michelle Williams with Jay Hilburn. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. you got Thank you, yeah. Wanda. <laughs> this bitch makes money, that's all I'm going to say. And then I have Lucy Lassiter. She's a style advisor with us, and they're both good friends of mine. And in the third segment, we're going to be talking about how to dress a guy going through a divorce or who was already divorced and single and how he needs to look a little bit better. Because we were talking about their profile in the last show. Now we're going to talk about how to dress them. Because we really don't want them showing up in those, what are those jeans called? Those, um... True religion. Yes. Pocket tr- jeans. Yeah, the pocket jeans. And then the Joe Hardy shirt. We don't want that either. That's our third segment. But the first segment is just me and my mouth. And I'm going to be talking about asshole parents. Now, my son's... All my kids play sports, right? So my son. Oh, hi, Kevin. Oh, hey. How yeah, you? you totally forgot about me. It's because I, I had my back turned. Yeah, I know because you're busy working today. No worries. Oh, and Melissa's with us, and she is the host of Carpool Talk. Hey, hey. You can hear me. She's oh, unarmed. She doesn't have a mic. So. Yeah, she has a mic. Okay, so welcome <laughs> for. Uh, thank you for being uh, my guest or my. And she's in the fan club today. She's the lone person in the fan club. I like to tell her that she's 10 years behind me in life because she still has a two-year-old. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I think it's awesome. No, I really do miss. I, I really do miss that. Not really, but I do. Not really. Okay, so four kids play sports. I was at my son's hockey game the other night, and he plays varsity. And I'm sitting there, and people love to bang on the glass. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, that's common in sports. You cheer. I get it. So we score a goal, and this woman next to me is yelling not like great goal like what the fuck are you doing what are you doing how can you do this and i'm like did she actually say fuck no that's just me okay i just wonder but that's what's to me is going that's on that's what mind. you hear she's yelling she's not a parent on our team so she's yelling at this other kid right and i'm just thinking really okay so when i play my game on sunday hockey is an anaerobic sport anaerobic means you get your heart rate up down up down up down you can't you don't keep your heart rate up for 20 minutes it goes up it comes down goes up it comes down okay so that's it's like sex right it's anaerobic goes up and down right of course yeah yeah i follow so when when your heart rate goes up and down you breathe 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 and then you stop you take a breath and then it goes back up and down so i get off the bench and I cannot catch my breath because I skate my ass off and hockey really is a sprint sport so when you're breathing what are you not doing? Anything. Right. The breathing is involuntary. So I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to catch my breath and someone comes over and yells at me for something and I just want to say, I can't even breathe. You think I'm listening to you? So then it got me thinking. When I'm a parent watching these kids and all these parents are yelling at their kids, I'm like, honey, they're just trying to breathe. They're not listening to you. So shut up. So 
we win the game in overtime. So when you win in overtime, you get a goal and the game is over. That's how hockey works. So the kid gets off, our kids get off the ice. We're all excited. So their kid gets off the ice and it figure out who this woman was yelling at. It was the goalie. That was her son. Oh, okay. So she get he gets off the ice and he goes, it's all your fault, mom. Ouch. Ouch. Mm. So that's what I call an asshole parent. If that's the response that your kid says when he gets off the ice, then you need to shut the fuck up. And let me give you a lesson in physics. Okay. Let's talk about how sound carries. When you're yelling at a three-quarter inch thick plexiglass, guess where the sound goes? It doesn't go through it. It bounces. Goes it goes right back. Goes right back. <laughs> So all these parents, they drive me nuts, and I just want to say, shut up. They don't care. They're just trying to breathe. They're just trying to play. They're not listening to you. Because when your body takes over and it's involuntary functions, the things that you have to, like, that require your brain, like, listening, they're not working. And parents don't get this. And I have been in sports for 17 years now. I have four kids that play every sport you can imagine. I don't know which parents are worse. Soccer parents, volleyball parents, hockey parents, horseback riding parents. I don't know, Michelle, you have kids. You're in the equestrian. Do you see parents yelling at their kids? Absolutely. You suck at dressage. I mean, not that they would say that, but I mean, parents are awful. And I'm going to a, I'm going to Tulsa tomorrow for a tournament and uh, for volleyball, and I'm dreading it. Now, I'm not dreading spending time with my kid. I'm dreading all the other parents, right? Because this is what I do for a living: is watch my children play sports. Okay, so I said in sports and in life, and I have to tell a story. You two may know this story. My daughter had a jewelry party a couple years ago, and she accused a kid of stealing a um, necklace. My daughter did. Okay, you don't do that, right? So we told her, you don't accuse a kid. You say, hey, did you, do you have the necklace? Blah, 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 whatever. So she says, mom, I swear I didn't. So the mother calls my ex-husband and pretty much bitches him out. I can't believe your daughter did this. You need to talk to her. This is inappropriate. Right. Okay, fine, whatever. So then we sit down, we talk to Emma, and we say, you don't do this. This, you talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And we pretty much ripped her a new one because that's the kind of parent we are. We're not the parent that says, my child would never do that. Well, I'm the kind of parent that says, you are guilty until yeah. I decide you're innocent. So then the mother didn't have enough, so she texted my daughter. It's so inappropriate that's to text. incredibly inappropriate. She, te she texts my daughter, I cannot believe you accused my daughter. And I don't know this woman. It'd be one thing if you two texted my daughter, because no. I know y'all. It'd be one thing... If y'all, okay, so she texts her, I can't believe you did this. You accused my daughter of this. Why would you do this to a good Christian girl? Oh, my. That put me over the edge. So I text her, and I've had enough. You do not. I'm like, this is so inappropriate. I don't even know you. And she goes, well, I just can't believe your daughter, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, honey, why don't you do yourself a favor and get laid? <laughs> And she said, I don't know who the, well, she didn't say the F works only I do. I don't know who you think you are. Next time I'm going to call the Highland Park police. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, go for it. Cause I know them all. I've slept with one of them and that they probably don't give a shit that you, my child that I said to you, you need to get laid. Cause honey, you do need to get laid. <laughs> don't text mothers. Don't agree with Do you. not text other children. Okay. That's just my advice. That's an asshole in life. And granted, what I said was kind of a bit of an asshole move, but I'm sorry. She went up for the jugular. She went for my kid, and she pulled the bullshit good Christian card. That drives me nuts. Kevin's giving me the one-minute 
You know, it's supposed to be behind the curtain. You always tell everybody. You're like, okay, Kevin, give me the one minute. Kevin, give me the 30 seconds. Because when you pull out the pinky penis, I like to make a note. Okay, so this is my rant today, just me in my mouth, talking about these assholes that I see everywhere. And I'm not looking forward to this weekend and dealing with all these parents that telling them their children are so great. I can't take it. But next, coming up, we are going to be talking about some really fun dating stories. Cross-pollination. Oh, yeah. Or avoiding it. <laughs> or avoiding it. I'm Wanda Means. One blunt woman. Don't move. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means is next on RNCN. Man, what a perfect day for a ball game. I'm starving. Where's that hot dog stand? Hey, what's that guy doing under the bleachers? Looks like he left the bag. Did he forget it? Am I just being paranoid? I don't want to scare the kids, but this just doesn't seem right. Excuse me, officer. Someone just left a bag under the bleachers. We all play a role in keeping our communities safe. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. If you see something, say something is used with permission by the New York MTA. You're tuned in to One Blunt Woman on RNCN. Welcome back. I'm Wanda Means. I am one blunt woman, so get over it. I will say whatever comes out of this mouth. My two friends today, Michelle and Lucy, are here with me. And we are going to talk about, in this segment, this shit really happens. We're going to talk about cross-pollination. Do you know what cross-pollination is? Something I try to avoid. (laughs) That's Lucy. Yes, Uh, Lucy and I have been known to have dated the same guys many times. And it's not like she sets me up with him. It's like, I'll be on Tinder. I'm like, oh, my God, Lucy, look at the guy I went out with last night. She goes, oh, my God, I slept with him a year ago. My friends and I call that double dipping. Double dipping. (laughs) Oh, like that vibrator, Kevin, the one that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We had a U-shaped vibrator. And it's a double penis action. It was no joke. (laughs) Double dipping. The real deal. I mean, I we were talking the other day about um, a guy we both hooked up with, and he, we run into him, and he comes over, and I'm like, hey, which one of us was a better lover? Oh, my gosh. I want to stay out of this subject. <laughs> uh, who's a better lover? If you're in a, you know, getting that competition with Wanda, it's like, you know, I'm Little League, Wanda's <laughs> Olympic athlete. <laughs> well, we did talk about sex Olympics in my last podcast, so... <laughs> Uh, anyways, so our guy friend, our mutual guy friend, turned bright red. Oh, he didn't he want to squirmed. answer it. He squirmed. he squirmed. Men don't want to be honest and answer the truth. <laughs> no. So, well, with Lucy, we, um, I, I'm, we're, there is a good five men that you and I have both dated, and it's always like, oh, look at the guy I went out with last night, and you're like, yeah. Oh, I had yeah. Him. <laughs> well, the problem is in Dallas. This is a small town, and guys don't realize it, and they don't realize how much we talk, probably more than they do. But that's probably true because girls always talk way more than boys. But I mean, I we live in a tiny, tiny pocket. I mean, there's seven million people in Dallas Fort Worth. And how do we manage to date the same, same guys? Yeah. How is that possible? We both have good taste or bad. <laughs> I'm not sure which. Well, since we're not dating any of them anymore, I'm gonna assume it's all really bad taste on our part. Exactly. <laughs> so on my last show I did a thing on um Tinder because Oh, I, I did get my first three-way on Tinder proposal. I haven't done a three-way. I've been given a proposal. I'm thinking about meeting this couple because he is totally hot. What do you think? No? <laughs> <laughs> Are you both I, shaking I think your it's, head? I think it's good for the show. Go ahead. 
It's research for my show, right? It's a good story, yeah. So any sex from here on out is pure research for this podcast. So we talked about the seven types of Tinder guys, the beefy guy, the Mr. Potato Head, Where's Waldo? You know all those pictures you can't figure out who's who in the picture. So I, I, those are my seven guys on Tinder. So now I've, I've written down, I want to improve the guys um, and what they say um, in their profiles. So with y'all, you're going to improve in our next podcast, in our next segment, y'all are going to talk about ways to dress them. In this segment, we're going to talk about what we think would make a better Tinder moment. <laughs> not, not an Elvis Presley Tinder moment. Okay, so top five lines I love that will get me to respond. And if you guys want to pipe in anytime, I know, Michelle, you're not on Tinder because you no. have a faithful one. But, Lucy, if you want to pipe in, um, things that get me to respond are sarcasm. If you say something sarcastic, something witty... Um, I had a one guy, I asked him why he put a private plane as his first picture, and he, to lure materialistic women. I thought that was funny. I'm like, that's a good line, That right? is funny. That was a good line. Anytime they say, hello, gorgeous, hello, beautiful, your eyes are beautiful, anything that, like, pers- makes them make me, they're looking at me, okay, I'm going to respond to them. But some guys say the dumbest things, and they'll say, well, it's all about me. Well, look at my profile, and let me know what you think. Well, okay. D- is, that, is that the best you've got? So, here are some things that I've written down that uh, make me think they have absolutely no game or they're an outright idiot. One guy was wearing sunglasses, and I was, and all I said was, your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and his response was, thank you. I'm like, oh my God. dude. No sense of humor. Like, I mean, like, I would have I expected something funnier, because you can't see his eyes when they're wearing sunglasses, but that's what he said to me. And I was like, next. And I like, I love the unmatch. There's a thing that you can click unmatch, and you just, they go away. Poof, you'll never see them again. And when a guy does it to me, my ego kind of gets a little, oh, we were having a great conversation. You just dumped me, asshole. I mean, it happens. Not often. It's happened twice. I felt the same way about the unmatch. It's one of those things you just shouldn't care about, and then, like, I'll look, and somebody's not there anymore. I'm just like, oh, God damn it. What, what did I do? <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is. It, it, there's something about it that bothers me. Well, I unmatched a certain ex-lover the other day. I'm like, I've had enough of you, asshole. <laughs> Y'all knew who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay, so lines that make me think you have no game. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Morning. One-word greetings. I hate them. You've got better game than that. No, I love the one where it's just, hope you're having a great day. Oh, well, that's incredibly Our, douchey. First line. How's your week? <laughs> I'm like, come on, uh, tell me about yourself. I mean, guys have the worst lines. My, this one's pretty bad because of my name, but so many times. Are you really a fish? Yeah, that's pretty oh bad. Oh, my God. I'm oh, like, dude, no. really? A fish called Wanda? That's the best you got? Mm-hmm. You'll never have a chance with me if you have zero humor. Um, oh, okay. So one time I was talking to this guy, and he says to me, what's wrong with your tooth? What? Ooh. I have a tooth that's slightly off color because I damaged the nerve when I was 18 and hit something, whatever, playing sports. So I thought to myself, like, I, I mean. Ta- I talk to you every day. I never noticed that. Okay, right. So he was looking for anything to pick out, and he was yeah. by his pool, you know, his pool and How the hell did he suburbs. notice that from a picture? I don't know. And so that's what, well, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm done with this because your tooth, your tooth is unattractive. Oh my God! I'd be like, you know, he's watching every wrinkle on my face. I know, right? Roll. You're worried about my tooth. I mean, <laughs> is that th- really? Oh my 
God. No confident heterosexual man would pull that move. I'm just saying. You know, there's some all of underlying pictures are issues by his there. pool in the suburbs with the fake palm trees. Yeah, that, that's what kills me. There's one reason I'm not on these sites anymore because of all these men. The ones by their sports car. Oh, it could be borrowed even if it's his. I don't care. I don't want to meet you. Yeah, I get it. Well, I don't like the guys. Well, I talked about if you're in a Corvette, you, the odds are you, exactly. have a, you have a pinky penis. <laughs> or you borrowed the car. Does that mean if I post a picture of me standing by my Ford or a Honda Civic, <laughs> then I'm cool? <laughs> <laughs> we might like that. <laughs> Actually, my first car I bought was a Honda Civic, and I was very proud of myself. So those were the days when I had no money, and I managed to make it happen. So, um, okay, so that guy, the one that said, what's wrong with your tooth, we obviously did end up meeting, shockingly. But then I thought to myself, (laughs) I mean, I come from a really shitty childhood, and the reason I have such a messed up tooth is because of sports, and sports were my only out. So I kind of tend to think that my tooth is my badge of courage. There you go. We all have a batch of courage. So next coming up, I know we're running out of time. I don't know, Kevin. You haven't given me. Still got about a minute left. Oh, I have a whole minute. What can I talk about in a minute? You better fill that minute. So my ex-husband has a date tonight, and he told her. He said it's a Tinder date, and he said, "Is it okay if my wife comes? She always likes to come to the first date." (laughs) And now you're airing his Tinder laundry on the radio. And she goes, and this, I go, just say it to see if she has a sense of humor. And her, her response was, well, that's usually safe for the second date. So I'm like, that good. good. That was that's a good, good. answer. Good so answer. today he says to her, well, the chili's on Knox's clothes, so I really don't know where to meet. <laughs> that's awesome, Richard. <laughs> so, but he was telling me about all of his, um, he, we, I go through his Tinder and I'm like, oh, this one, yes, this one, no. Because I have a vested interest in who he dates, Absolutely. right? If that woman's going to have any influence over my children, well, no one's going to influence my children. Trust me. Okay, I am Wanda Means, and Kevin has told me I have 30 seconds. Next coming up, Michelle and Lucy. We're going to talk about how to dress a man because men need to know how to dress. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. You're listening to One Blunt Woman on RNCN, a mouth that matters. Got a few bills in your pocket, and you hit a happy hour with your friends. Hey, man, grab a beer. Now, fast forward. Uh-oh. You just got a DWI, mano. Time in jail, up to $17,000 in fees and fines. Want to keep good times from going all bad? Happy hour tonight. Can I call you when I'm done to get a ride home? Line up a sober driver before you go out. Because if you get a DWI, there's no going back. Drink, drive, go to jail. A message from TxDOT. Save a life. You're listening to One Blunt Woman on RNCN. A mouth that matters. Welcome back to One Blood Woman. I am Wanda Means. I am author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over40.com. And with me, I have Michelle and Lucy, and they are with Jay Hilburn. And you heard that song, that intro. What's that song called, Kevin? Sharp Dressed Men. Yes, they are here to make men dress much sharper than they do. Because when we're on Tinder, they're not dressing the way I want them to dress. Guys need help. They do need help. So, Jay Hilburn, it is the number one men's custom clothing line. Um, Nat, Michelle, uh, I'm sorry, they're the number one shirt maker in the world. That's pretty impressive. And Michelle is the number one national salesperson with the company. So I'm pretty impressed. I have the number one shirt maker in the world and the number one bitch in the world. 
<laughs> I love it. And Lucy's here too, and I love Lucy because Lucy's working it too. That's a tough gig. Well, you know, you get to tell man men what to do. So I'm and sick and tired it. of men who don't know how to dress. And I don't need GQ, but you know, come on. What are the do's and don'ts? You, I'm going to kind of let you guys take over a little bit of this segment. But before we get into the clothing, we were talking about Tinder on the last segment. And Lucy and I forgot to tell a story of she and I hooking up, not hooking up, uh, texting the same guy at the same time. She's staying at my house for the week at last summer and we're both <laughs> texting this guy and whatever he would say to me i would Lu- lucy would turn around and repeat it to him and then we really confused him because he thought this is so odd and we played him for what 30 minutes it took him a long time to figure it out yeah and so <laughs> he thought his messenger was just like cross-threading or something like <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's just so weird <laughs> so i mean tinder i do have a lot of I don't hook up with every guy. I mean, most guys I just kind of flirt with and talk to. I mean, but it is fun. Oh, absolutely, to make fun. It's fun to mess with them more exactly. than anything. But then, and, but then we have to physically meet these guys. And so when we physically meet them, this is what I don't want them wearing. I don't want them wearing... Well, we were talking about divorce men is what we, we initially talked about this. And, and one of my pieces of advice is when you're done after the first six months of your divorce with dating that 20-year-old and you're tired of watching the Kardashians, <laughs> here's some advice on how to catch a real woman by dressing correctly. So don't wear the, what were those jeans called? I keep forgetting. The pocket jeans. The true, true religion. religion. Wouldn't and the, the Ed pocket Hardy jeans. T-shirts. But has true religion changed their jeans a little? Pocket, they pocket, they button, button, like, like buckle? They button on the back. Yes, like buckle. Okay. And then the Ed Hardy T-shirts are oh, the too Ed tight. Hardy. Yeah. And the, and the V-neck's too low. Yeah. Okay. I got it. So we're not going to wear. I, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of guys like that. I really. So Michelle, what do you think? You know, I mean, you dress men for a living, I, and you make a fuckload of money doing it. <laughs> well, they need help. I'm just here to help them. Um, you know, I, I tell them the first thing is get a great pair of jeans. A great you know, pair. And you also no jeans, dad right? jeans. Yes. We what are dad jeans? jeans? Dad jeans. The jeans that they have pulled up too high. They're too oh, like baggy. mom jeans. Yeah, like mom jeans. But in, There's dads, a male equivalent. All There's right. a male equivalent. <laughs> There's a male equivalent. Okay. Uh, Good to know. You know, they're, you know, get out of your Wranglers and the jeans that you would work in on the weekends and stuff. This, If you're going out on a date, you better have a, a good fitting pair of jeans because... You know, most men need that gene to really hold it all in and, and make it look good. Okay, so, like, I'm the, I am like to say I've had these jeans for 10 years because I still fit into them. That's more about my ego. Do you guys have the same kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, thing? don't they? They, they hold on. Well, the, Definitely. I think even more so than women. Men, men are loyal to their clothes. They don't like to let them go, and they're, you know, that's, you know, they bought these, um, you know, Wranglers or Levi's, you know, when they were in college and they're still wearing them. Well, so. I kind of like jeans with holes in them because that's kind of in style now. Um, yeah, it the is holes in style. For men or for more for women? I'd say for women. Men need to let that go. Unless they're in, you know, unless they're in their 20s, let that go because you're attracting the wrong girl. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, Kevin, do your jeans have holes in them? No. No, okay. I have the same kind that once they wear out, I get the same ones again. It's like my favorite jeans again, same every time. The J. Crew 44 Slim Fit Resin Wash Jeans are my absolute favorite pair. Okay, is J. Crew a store or is that an online catalog? Store. Store. They have stores. They yeah, have I used to work on the catalog, right? Yeah, it used to be just catalog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, but I, I'll say, I think that I think the number one thing that I have to get my guys converted over from is pleated pants. Uh, get ooh. rid guys, of yeah. the Zach, are you wearing pleated pants? He's got some flat fronts on. Yeah, no, good. flat fronts, guys. Yeah. No pleats. 
uh, you know, a lot of guys will tell me, you know, that's, uh, you know, well, I need to lose a f- few pounds and, you know, this covers it up. No, it makes it look bigger. Makes you look bigger. So get you. And a, older. And older. Exactly. I, I think that's why Richard and I got a divorce. <laughs> His pleated pants. <laughs> he had way too many pleated pants. <laughs> you put that in your uh, <laughs> filing. On your Honey, document. when you go on your date tonight, yeah. do not wear pleated pants. Unreconcilable differences yeah. in pleated pants. <laughs> I know, that's a good one. Right, exactly. Oh no God. pleated pants. Well, and while we're on the pants, I'll say cargo shorts. They're out. Really? Yes. I no. see guys wearing them all the time. I know, because they're, the guys you're running into are in their 40 plus, and they still think they can wear those yeah, cargo no sh- shorts. No, no cargo shorts. They're out. Well, I remember now, my first date with Richard back in 1995. He wore shorts sh- on our first date. And cargo? And I'm like, with the cargo? I, don't, you know, I just remember them being shorts. Where, it's okay, guys, if it depends on where the date is. But it was during the day, during the week. I'm like, do you have a job? Well, yeah. Well, it turns out he maybe. Did. Yeah, maybe okay. that attracted you. Yeah. Yeah. It made me question. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I think men should wear pants. I you know. Yeah, and and you know, dress it up a little bit. You know, I think I think the worst thing I hate is when I see the guy at the bar and he's wearing scrubs. You know, trying to imply he he's thinks that's got, cool. Yeah, oh, I'm a medical cool. professional. I'm a, exactly. I'm a tech. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, like, I assisted the. He could be the guy who takes yeah, X-rays, but he wants to come off as a plastic I know, surgeon right? or something. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and I I am a tr- I've dated a few doctors, yeah. and I did go out with this brain surgeon. Did I tell you about my date with the brain surgeon? No. Yes, I went out with a brain surgeon, and he and he of course wore his scrubs because he was you know giving me an hour of his time right. after all those brain surgeries. And I, I swear to God, it was on my bucket list to go out with a brain surgeon. So we go to lunch. The lunch is a good two hours. I was impressed he gave me that much time. And so he he says, well, so um, do you think we'll go out again? I said, no. <laughs> he, and his ego was crushed because these guys have enormous egos. Oh, and he goes, well, why? I go, you know, honey, listen. I'd probably want you operating on me, but there's no way in hell I'd want you in bed with me. You're too fucking neurotic. Yes, operate on your own head to make it smaller. <laughs> I know. I had 5,000 surgeries. Yay. Oh, my God. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you because well, I know you were still talking. So we only have like a minute I know, left. So, so I just really want to get out there to those guys. Ditch the Crocs. Oh, no, Crocs. do guys wear Crocs? If I they're out on a patio somewhere, I won't even wear flip flop so, sandals. Thank you. Robert wore Crocs when he was three, but that was kind of cute. They're not cute on a man, <laughs> on a grown man. <laughs> a grown okay. Man. Well, even the camouflage like ones. What, what, what about the Scrubs no. Crocs combo? That's a thing. <laughs> oh, what, that is. What, that's what they wear. What yeah. about the white socks? Okay, Ooh. if you're wearing white socks, you better be going to the gym because you do not need to be wearing white socks, and especially with Crocs. Well, I had a neighbor you be wearing Crocs. I had right? a neighbor that would walk his dog after work, and he was a professional, and he would have his dark socks on all the way up to his, above his calf with his Crocs. <laughs> no, <laughs> and he'd wear his shorts and his socks no. all the way up. I'm like walking his tiny little dog. I go, oh, that's not no. a good look. I mean, you're handsome in a suit, but yeah. it doesn't look good on shorts. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> Michelle, I thank you so much. And I am very impressed with being number one in your company, oh, which is the number you. one company in the world for making shirts. I am really impressed. And I really thank you for coming on my show today because guys really do need to learn how to dress. Because yeah. if you're going to go out with me, you got to look good. got to look good. I mean, some things are trainable. but Get that, a little help. Get a little help. And we'll work on things to say next time. I am Wanda Means. I am one blunt woman. I am author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over40.com. Upcoming shows, more dating stories parenting in this entitled world and of course more about sex in your 40s and do not forget from tremendous pain comes an incredible amount of strength 
I'm Wanda Means, and you're listening to One Blunt Woman. For more information on Wanda Means One Blunt Woman podcast, follow us on Facebook at Wanda Means One Blunt Woman and visit us on our website, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com.